When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, welcome into the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. This is Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment. We figure, yeah, this is kind of a, it's not like a totally meaningless game, but the Vikings put the backups in. So if you're, let's let's jump on, hang out with you guys during the fourth quarter of this Vikings-Bears game. Uh, I definitely have at least one thing from the first half that I want to blow a gasket about, but we can talk big picture, look ahead, Vikings in position to win their 13th game of the season. We can kind of look ahead at the playoffs here. Uh, but this is Ventline, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. If you'd like to get on the show, we're going to say our piece off the top, and then we'll turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans. You can send a request to vikingsventline at gmail.com, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and we'll try to get to as many people as we can here in the next like hour and a half or so. Just keep it clean. Keep the language clean. It is a family-friendly show. Uh, we appreciate that. Judd? Uh, did you have to? Did you pound like Stone Cold Steve Austin style two Surleys at the end of the first half? What, what was that sequence? My God, I have no idea. But you know what? That's the thing about our friends at Surly Brewing. They never put their backups in. They never because they don't have backups. They've just got first team beers, and those first team beers are outstanding. And that's why we like you when you can show us your cans, especially before I die, which is going to become very important in the next week from Surly Brewing. Uh, I have no idea what that sequence was. I've got a question that goes beyond that, though, about the very same topic. Um, there was the timeout that they had to call because the play clock, I think, didn't get reset. Cousins was mad. He was okay, mad. Yeah. I'm not going to blame the Vikings for that because I think it should have been reset. But then there was a delay of game he took before that where he's looking directly at the play clock. He's like in the deep red. So he's staring at the play clock, I would yeah. imagine. And they take a delay of game that was weird. And then to your point, uh, to culminate the end of the first half with that check down to Dalvin Cook on a play. And then Dalvin seemed to no hurry to get up initially. It was right. all very right. bizarre. So I understand I can- your frustration. I think yeah, that was. I think there's room for two things here in in a season in which Kirk Cousins has largely done a lot of good things, high leverage moments. He's he's going to wind up tied for the NFL record for single season fourth quarter comebacks. He's had a couple uh, blue screen of death moments. You know when your computer just like short circuits and goes to the blue screen of death. 
boy, nothing worse than that feeling. He has a small handful of those every year, like that play in Washington where he didn't he take a knee instead of spiking it one time. The guard play in San Francisco, lining up behind Line, the, guard. the guard. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there's thing. like there's always, and I think. Uh, there's 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 some blame to go if we just did a pie chart of blame for that end of the first half sequence I would say on the Kevin O'Connell front it's it's he, he maybe he's playing chess and he has decided in the last month you know I'm just not going to unveil any creative plays inside the 10 yard line we've racked up enough wins we've won the division I'm not going to put anything on film that we could maybe use against the Giants you know in the first round of the playoffs because it has just been a steady diet of handoffs up the middle behind backup offensive linemen for weeks now. So I don't know. I don't know if he's maybe he's playing a chess game that we're going to see play out next weekend. But I also think so. I, I think Kevin O'Connell has a really good grasp on timeout management and clock management, almost to the point where he gets too cute. It feels sometimes like once you get under two minutes, he leans into handing the ball off on first down. Like he did this textbook Kevin O'Connell. First down, two minutes, handoff, burn 40 seconds. His main priority is burning clock instead of scoring points sometimes. And then they get inside the red zone. They're at the five-yard line or whatever. Mm -hmm. First and goal from the five or whatever it was. Okay, handoff with no creativity, just a straight handoff with a third-string center tackled. Let the clock run down to 25, which I have no problem with. Okay, call a timeout. Because if you leave him with 50 seconds, you never know. You never know. One of these terrible backup Bears quarterbacks might dagger you if you get them the ball back, right? Yeah. And then the handoff on the second down play. Okay, now it's like you're not trying to score a touchdown by handing the ball off in those spots. You're trying to burn clock. So, like, his priority is to keep the ball out of the Bears' hands instead of scoring a touchdown. And then third down, all right, now we're going to call a pass play. If you're Kirk Cousins in that spot, there's no timeouts. You can't check it down. Yeah. You have been playing NFL football and or Power 5 conference football for 15 years. How is a check down in that spot part of your consciousness still? And it's again, it's a relatively meaningless game. It's just it was one sequence and an otherwise really good season for the Vikings, but that is the type of sequence that makes people raise an eyebrow at Kirk Cousins throughout his entire career. And it's the type of red zone failure that I think we've gotten used to seeing with Kevin O'Connell in the last month, month and a half. So I think I just wanted to get that off my chest before we move into like look ahead playoff mode. That was a microcosm for things that drive me nuts about the last month of the Vikings and Kirk Cousins blue screen of death tendencies two or three times a year. You'd prefer it happens now, though. So that that's the one thing I, I will say. And I do feel that there have been situations throughout the course of this season where O'Connell's done a pretty good job of taking those options away from Kirk so they damn near don't exist. And I think that's the that's the call. Like, you can't – if you present him with that check down, you are tempting fate that he's going to use it and it's going to kill you. So, like, it but might what's, be – So is Dalvin supposed to just, like, stay in the backfield? I mean, I got – I right, don't but, know. Like, but what he's doing is he's at least drawing a defender away from somebody but, else. Like that's, that's part the, of the play play design. But that's the trick. That's the trick of what O'Connell's trying to walk a tightrope of. Like, how do you? He is at times. There's no doubt about it. He has eliminated checkdowns. Like he has given Kirk far fewer checkdowns than Kirk previously had because there's a fear he'll use them. It's yeah. a good reminder going into the playoff game that you do have to find probably a different way. 
the whole the whole first half though was sort of weird because there were some very questionable uh, uh, clock decisions made. There was also and like I'm just shocked that this occurs in week 18. There was the miscommunication between Thielen and Kirk, where Thielen cut inside and Kirk threw through him. It was clearly to him the ball, and there's no one there. And again, it, it's the Bears game. It's week 18. I think the Vikings are going to win. That's not the point. The point is, like, how do we come this far? And these guys have been working together far before O'Connell got here. How do we come this far and, like, have that? Like, that's just like a – that's like a week one. Whoa. Yeah. So, anyway, probably some good things to put on film right now to try and correct before you get to playoff game one, most likely against the Giants next weekend at some point. I saw a couple people in the comments like, what's with all the KOC hate? It's not hate, okay? He has done a great job. They're going to wind up with 13 wins. But as we look ahead to the playoffs and we're looking for things that need to be cleaned up or things that could lose you playoff games, that end of the first half sequence and the general lack of creativity deep inside the red zone, the deep red, as they call it in the league. Deep red. Yeah. Those are things that those are going to those are going to get you bounced if you and and again maybe he's playing chess maybe some of the think about the first three or four games of the season in particular the, the first month and a half the the creative jet sweep motions I mean it could be Rager it could be Justin Jefferson could be Thielen could be yeah. Dalvin you don't know it could be fake fake boom tight end wide open right yeah and it just kind of feels like they've stopped doing that stuff and maybe there's a reason behind it but that doesn't necessarily excuse the the run run pass shoot yourself in the foot Kirk Cousins choosing the check down like that's just self-sabotage that's not chess well and <laughs> we and and the interior of your your line right now is Chris Reed who held up okay today but again it's against the Bears that's my problem yeah. is I, I think this game as far as a self-scout goes does allow you to look at some things that you did but I don't think the opponent does like I the Bears are it's they're trying, but they're awful. And so they showed up. Good for them. But the reality is, like this game, it gives you a chance to get back on the field and and make some plays after the Green Bay uh colossal collapse disaster, blah, blah, blah. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't like now say, okay, now we're back, right? Now we're back. We beat the Bears. Well, who cares? So and the last thing about O'Connell and you know, I think we discussed this on uh, PD on Friday, but it remains true, too, is because the Vikings have been successful, I think we forget he's a first-year coach. He is clearly, there are some things he's going to tweak. Like, he's a smart dude. He'll mm-hmm. learn. But the reality is, I think we've expected, okay, if the team's going to be this successful wins-wise, then you're doing a great job, and you should do a great job everywhere. And it's like, that's not really how it works. So, and, and I think when it comes to coaching Kirk and play-calling, those two things do intertwine, Phil, but I also think they're separate in some areas. Like Kirk's tendencies and having to take away checkdowns from Kirk is probably not like your first choice, but it's it's the reality is if Kirk has a checkdown in a moment like that, he's going to use it. So how do you make damn sure you that that guy take, But but you can't just like take routes like that out of the play cuz they have a purpose. A route like that this is the last thing I'll say it. on it because it's such a small thing in a game. Yeah. And we have, we'll turn it over to listeners here, but like you just have to. So that route has a purpose. It takes a defender and moves him over here and opens up space for a route that's in the end zone to maybe be open, right? 
mm-hmm. you have to trust that your 34-year-old veteran quarterback understands the situation, that he doesn't throw that pass. Does it happen all the time? No. But these are the things that Kirk does once in a while that elite quarterbacks basically never do. Yeah. I think what O'Connell's done there, though, when it actually works more, is he gets more, he gives that guy more depth of route. The problem wasn't that Cook caught the ball, it's where he caught the ball, right? So I think what O'Connell, and I've seen this done, he is, he is taking the check down and moving him closer to the sticks. So if Kirk does panic, that guy at least has a chance. In the I red zone, though, no you chance. but in the red zone, you I can't know. just run four routes in the red in the end zone. Sometimes you I have know. to have you know, you pull defenders up. So it's we're trying to fix things here. Okay, I know, I know. Uh, by the way, Nick Mullins is uh, having himself a nice little backup performance. He did he did just uh, just throw an interception, I believe. Uh, so maybe he's not having a nice little performance. Jalen Naylor, two catches for forty yards in garbage time. I am definitely a Jalen Naylor uh, stan. I'd like to see more of him maybe in 2023, mm-hmm. but we can shut up for now. Declan has filled the room here with Vikings fans. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button and the like button on this video on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you're new here, welcome. You have found one of the most listened to and watched podcasts, football podcasts in the country. Thank you, crazy Vikings fans, for uh, jumping in here on a week-to-week basis and on a daily basis for Purple Daily. But this is Vikings Ventline. Who is first out of the gate, Declan? All right, let's let's uh, let's start with Kyle. First out of the gate in his Vikings gear. Kyle, hey, Kyle. what's up, man? What's up, y'all? Hey, uh, first I want to start off with Phil. If your wife wants uh, another dog, I'm sorry. It's because of my two here. This oh, one right here. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a great pup. Come here. Look, he's, a good, he's a good boy. He's actually... Oh. He's actually the uh, uh, heir to uh, Chino from Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> great. One, got of great from... one of the great shows of all time, by the way. Yeah, right? And then the, uh, his sister's back here. Every oh, episode of Walker, geez. Texas Ranger, it ended with, like, Chuck Norris for five minutes just beating the crap out of whoever the villain was and saving the day in his boots and wranglers with his <laughs> never, <laughs> never broke a sweat, nothing. It was great. It was a great show. You'll never get another one like it. Anyway, so, uh, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts here? Well, as in regards to the game, I, it was supposed to be a get right game going into playoffs, right? And to me, it looked anything but a get right game. You know what I mean? For offense, for the starters, um, I know we're dealing with backup offensive linemen, but at the same time, we need to do things. The offense needs to to be a little better, and they weren't. I think. I don't know about y'all, but. Uh, as in, in regards to the season going into the playoffs, I mean, heck, we're thirteen and four, and we're getting nothing but nothing but crap for a first-year head coach and a first-year GM. So, I mean, there's a lot to improve on, yes. And I'm, I for one, am excited to see all of that uh, go heading into next season and see um, what that them changes are going to be like. Yeah, I think. Thank you, by the way, uh, for coming on here, Kyle. Appreciate yeah. you. Always like when people show us their their dogs. I think we should almost make a rule here because we love off-season speculation. I think we agree, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, that our show is at its best even once the season ends and we start to look at, okay, how can this team get better? What do they need to add? How can you mold this thing for the following season? But And, and by the way, we have about 10 of those 
talkers or conversations just ready to rock and unleash whenever the time is right, right? Okay, what, who do they draft? What's their cap situation? All that stuff, super fun. But they are going to be a 13-win team heading into a playoff game at home wildcard weekend. They have a legitimate chance to do something special and make a run in a pretty wide-open NFC. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel like out of respect to the Vikings and the season, I don't think we should start with a bunch of off-season speculative stuff yet. Well, we got plenty. You guys tell me if, yeah, we've got. No, it's all about the Giants this week, damn eight it. months. Mm-hmm. It's all about the Giants. It, and, and here's the thing is, I am very curious to see what adjustments, because I think we've learned some things from uh, the last quarter of the season that are going to influence the playoff game in ways that we probably wouldn't have predicted eight games in. For instance, the last three or four games, you guys, KJ Osborne has been phenomenal. Yeah. And I don't know that's a fluke. Uh, it doesn't look like a fluke. KJ Osborne has gone from from being a guy who I, I don't think we were disappointed in him, but the usage of him coming out of training camp was not what we thought. The first thirteen games he, he played, thirty five receptions, three hundred yards, and three touchdowns. Okay, going into the second half today, so three plus the last three plus games, uh, he is at twenty five receptions. So. A uh, three-plus game sample size, uh, 350 yards, so 50 more yards than he had in the first 13 games, and two touchdowns. Um, that's pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I when when you if you're going to have, and I think you definitely are, the Giants are going to sell out to stop JJ, right? What KJ Osborne is doing, and it looks legit. It looks good very well might present you with uh, this guy could have a huge game and the Giants can't stop it because if you're going to stop Jefferson, somebody's going to be open. So like, I think stuff like that come the playoff uh, game is going to be extremely intriguing to watch. Yep. They've been desperately looking for just a second home run play threat opposite Justin Jefferson. Thielen really hasn't been that guy the last couple of years. KJ Osborne shows flashes of it. That 66 yard catch today was a great example. Amen. So, you know, maybe maybe they have found something here in just sort of spotlighting or enhancing K.J. Osborne's role in the offense. I'll give you this one, too, as an underrated potential development. Irv Smith Jr., back today for the first time since October, as your second tight end, a guy that could come in for just a few plays here and there, but has potential to, to leak open. I think that could be interesting. Let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel, Dex. Let's go to Tim next year. Tim. What's up, man? What's up, Tim? Tie dye Tim in the house, on, y'all. Yeah, two of the Tim's tie dyes over here. <laughs> I gotta rep my Vikings flag right here, and then Judd, I got the before I die right here for you. Cheers, You're y'all. The best. Cheers, man. Uh, you know, kind of an ugly game, but uh, you know, I'm glad we're looking like we're gonna get the win. You can't complain too much with looking at 13 wins on the season, and uh, you know, I'm just really stoked that we're gonna have an opportunity in the playoffs. Let's, let's show the Giants what we're made of. And uh, I love the content. I listen to you guys every day. Uh, I just want to say skull and uh, keep it going, guys. Awesome, man. Thank you, Tubular Tim. What Tubular Tim's tie-dyes. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, awesome, man. Thanks. I want to see Judd in some of those purple tie-dye overalls. If the Vikings win a Super Bowl, Judd, can you come on the next Monday show in just purple tie-dye overalls? If I get them, sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe, maybe tubular Tim I'm not going to go and buy them, but yeah, I would definitely wear <laughs> really, them. You're not going to support tubular Tim's? I'm assuming he runs a business. I don't even have or a does website. does he just love tie-dye? 
I don't even have his website. I have no idea. But yes, I would uh, definitely wear that garb. It's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Hey, let's go to our guy, Skull Doc. Alex, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Got my Augustana shirt on uh, from Rock Island, Illinois. CJ Ham went to the the sister school up in South Dakota. But uh, had to rep Augustana today. Um, Just a couple thoughts here. I wanted to start out with a tweet that I sent to you guys earlier this week. Um, there's been some speculation being said about TJ Hawkinson's injury. I am a foot and ankle surgeon, and it's actually a big deal that it's a partial tear of the Achilles versus a full tear. The full tear, uh, especially for a right tackle on Brian O'Neill, is uh, a really big deal for those linemen. But the partial tear, he should potentially avoid surgery depending on the extent of the tear. Um, it has a quicker return to sport, less recurrence of injury, so that's some good news for Brian. I know it sucks to leave him so close to the playoffs, but I am I am uh, optimistic about his recovery, which is great. And um, yeah, I just want to say, you know, love your your uh, content that you put out. We listen every day, and congrats on being one of the most successful and popular Vikings, not only Vikings but football podcast in the nation. Thank, Thank you, you. Skoldoc. Appreciate love it. the love the the medical information. Look at this. We have a, a network of. Highly Doctor. trained professionals that come in here. We have doctors. We have lawyers. Lawyer Chase. Lawyer Chase. Oh, we do have lawyers. We need. We're lawyers. really just here to I don't know fill the air while all these smart listeners and Vikings fans come on. <laughs> all right, Vikings vent line. Let's keep it going. All right, let's go to Brandon next. Brandon, what's hey, up, Brandon? Pal? Good to see you guys again. Uh, just had a few points. Uh, Judd, don't go tie dollar row. Go Zubas. Yeah, go Zubas. Oh, oh God, I love, I love Zubas. Oh my Absolutely. God! From the '80s, no question Absolutely. about from it. From the from the '80s, Zubas. Dude, they, they've they've come roaring back in every decade. Yeah, I love I've Zubas. Are the ultimate in comfort. You are correct about that. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, a couple points. Uh, can we? Uh, it was good to see Irv Smith back. But uh, did you guys happen to notice they also did a tight end screen once again to him for another one yard gain? Can yeah. We, can we just, as an axe man, can we just axe that out of the playbook? Just please. Yeah, as many times as we try to, just just isn't there. But uh, just a few talking points I want for you guys. Uh, if you could, just looking at this team, yes, we're thirteen and three. We're getting in the playoffs is great. But I keep struggling to find. Uh, if someone were to ask me, with, uh, if I would were to pick three players, three players of this team that I'm going to put my hope in to win us a playoff game, or three players that are going to that I may not rest my hope in. If you guys could pick one of – each one have a different one. Pick three players that you have hopes in to win you a playoff game and three players you're like, they could lose this a playoff game on this team. Because I look – this team, yeah, we're old. I don't see a lot of young players that I'm, like, really excited for uh, in the future. But uh, just kind of where we're sitting, uh, if, if we're going to make a Super Bowl run, who are your three that you love and who are the three – that uh, just have some just have some worries about. Yeah, Brandon, let's uh, let's answer Brandon's question here. Thanks for coming on. Let's Great take question. Justin Jefferson off the board. Yep, because I think we all agree he can he can single handedly win you a playoff game. We'll start yep. with the, the the positive side. Who's your guy? Who's winning you a playoff game? Boy, different answers for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to start. So I'm I'm actually going to start uh, just to be creative on the defensive side, and I'm going. To give you a guy who I thought today looked fantastic in his time, Daniil Hunter. He can wreck games 
for for opponents. Mm-hmm. He can he can single handedly, and he's done it wreck games. And you know what's funny? He has not achieved what I thought he might this season. But statistically, I mean, if if you look at the sacks, he certainly has not been bad. And again today, there were times where you see the flashes of old school. This guy is kicking people's asses, right? So I think Daniil Hunter is the type of guy who could definitely replicate what he did against the Saints in 2019. And, and you know, he helped ruin that game for Breeze and the Saints. So I'm going to Neil Hunter. Dex, who's your guy? Greg the leg. I'll, I'll go with Greg. <laughs> Dude, I'll stick my, with it. I'll stick with it. Why too. not? He's won you two games. He beat, he, he's, he's won you two games so far yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to make a kick. It, it's going to well, come down to something here. Greg is my guy on the other side of that question. That's for sure. Well, then, and I well, would then say heading I'm, I'm going to steal him first. On the money line, I'm sure he's, <laughs> yeah, your favorite to lose you a game. But he's going to have to come down to a kick, whether it's an extra point, which we saw him miss today, or he also then drilled some field goals. He's going to have to come. It has to come down to his leg. Yeah. And he's going to have to be in, put in position to probably win you a playoff game. And I trust him that he'll do it. How disappointed, Dex, how potentially devastated are you going to be if it's a 51 yard field goal the vikings are down by two and it goes wide left or right devastate uh probably devastated pretty devastated yeah probably nine or ten absolutely this hill that you keep climbing up with greg joseph is a bad i have a bad feeling about it too bizarre one you're investing a lot on that hill there's no reason the hill but i'm all no he wants to i'm I'm on the hill and i'm not putting the sled down i'd like to talk you off the cowards you're on the ledge. No. I'd like to talk you off that ledge as sports dad. I'm going to go defense as well. I think Patrick Peterson has a knack for timely interceptions. I could see like a Patrick Peterson pick six of Daniel Jones or something. I could see that happening. I know people are going to be yeah. like, well, why wouldn't you choose Kirk Cousins to win you a playoff game? And certainly he could as well, but um, he's done it exactly once in his career. And it was amazing. It was in New Orleans. He threw that 42-yard bomb to Adam Thielen. He found Kyle Rudolph, so he is capable. What about on the other side? I gave you mine, Greg Joseph. Who are you nervous about shipwrecking a playoff game? Kirk Cousins. Because I just don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, he has had a, as far as I'm concerned, a very successful year, okay? But now we're going to take the pressure, and we're going to ratchet it up. I'm not, and, and, you know, I know that, that people are screaming right now, Judd, he did it in 2019. Why are you saying this? Because then in the uh, in the um, Niners game, he came back and shipwrecked it. Like, he was so out of sorts. And, you know, that was the Kirk where if he made a mistake early, he was basically done. Now, he has shown in the regular season this year, he sort of progressed past that, which is awesome. But this, these are the playoffs. Um, I go into the first playoff game having no idea which Kirk Cousins is going to show up. And I think we all hope it's the good one. But... Pressure's going now. Pressure's going. So, Kirk Cousins. All right, Dex, who's shipwrecking? Uh, Ole Udo and the uh, and the makeshift now offensive line. I was just, I, I, I don't want to loop in Derisaw, who's a good player on the rest of that line. And Ezra Cleveland's played, you know, pretty well this season, too. But your offensive line has two pieces that are potentially going to be out for the playoff games that were two of your best pieces. So, I would unfortunately say you're leaking offensive line that's being, you know, basically held together by patchwork and luck right now. And I would say if, if they're going to, Giants are going to bully you and they're going to blitz the crap out of you. And that could be a bad day. So I'll just say kind of collectively, not just a position player, but the offensive line. I feel like someone should have said something defensively for uh, the, the shipwrecking of a game because that's been the thing that shipwrecks games for the Vikings. But no, 
we uh, we gave you all of ours. So hit us up in the YouTube comment section. Uh, who's next on Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel? Let's go to Cole here, rocking his uh, Score North cap. Love Cole, it. Cole, what's up? Supporting the brand. Thank you, Cole. Oh no, I think uh, you Can't might hear be you. muted. Might be muted here. Your pal, you just gotta change your microphone settings. I'll let you figure that out in, in the green room there. In the meantime, though, we'll go to Carl. Carl, what's up, pal? Hey guys, how are you? So, what's up, dude? I might be a, uh, a eternal optimist here. Um, what is the the strategy you're scheming during the regular season? Hi. Hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> strategy you're scheming during the regular season versus the playoffs. So, how much how much room or opportunity is there to significantly change things? And I'm speaking more defensively than I am on the offensive side, although I think offensively, you know, going back to a comment earlier, there were a lot of things that we did at the beginning of the season we seem to have scaled back and we're not as creative. We seem a little bit more stagnant. Is there a level of gamesmanship from KOC or am I just am I just yeah again. Yeah. No Carl, it's a it's a good question, yeah. Carl. What what is your sense? Do you think the Vikings have left some on either side of the ball, have left some tricks in the bag, some strategy implementations in the bag that they aren't unveiling yet. So I think as far as to his question or to his point, massive changes, we're not going to see that. Like the defense, the deep now, now, now KOC can hold Donna Shell's feet to the fire more and say, in this game, we did what I wanted. We're going to do that. I feel like Donatel's been given this sort of respect of, okay, Ed. And then Ed just sort of goes back to what Ed likes to do at times. It's like, oh, my God, that didn't work. I I don't think that this week is going to to be spent saying, oh, yeah, Ed, let's just go back. Um, So he has made tweaks previously that we've seen that I think stay in place. But as far as, like, plays go, absolutely. Absolutely. There are probably things um, that will be run in different forms. So, like, if if you're thinking, oh, okay. Can the Vikings defense come out against the Giants and just play a great game? The type of game that we have not seen from them this entire season? My answer is no way. Can they Can they do what they have done best at times? Can they play more press coverage at times? Absolutely. Can the offense, to your point, Phil, deep red. In the deep red, can the offense go back to some of the Football. plays that they have not used for quite some time? Or is there a different play that the Giants are, are susceptible to? Yes. Um, but you're not going to change your identity now. What you can change is you can morph and tweak things, and I think that they definitely will. By the way, uh, I'm with Declan. Greg Joseph just nailed another field goal. Vikings 29-13 to 13 now over the Bears. I'm all aboard the Greg Joseph train. I don't care about the missed extra points. There you go. I'm Welcome over it. I'm with Declan. I'm going to die on that hill with Dex. You can hold on to me as we fall Stop. Down. You are inviting disaster. Yard. I'm distancing myself from both of these guys. Vikings on track for their first multi-score win of the season since week one over the Packers, if this score can hold. All right, let's keep it rocking here. We're also monitoring the the crazy AFC wildcard scenarios right now. Yeah. So if you're a Steelers fan, you need the Bills to beat the Patriots, and they're up by 12. You need the Jets to either beat or tie the Dolphins. They're tied at six with four minutes to go. And uh, you need to beat the Browns, who just scored a touchdown to cut it to 20-14. to 14. All of these games are deep in the fourth quarter right now. So drama in the American Football Conference. Who's next? All right, let's, let's try our guy Cole again. Cole, you got us? Oh, I uh, can't hear you. Uh, no? Your microphone is... Let's, try, uh, let's put him back in the green room. We'll try yeah. him a third time here at some point. Third time will be the charm. How about, uh, how about Jake? 
Jake, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? We yeah, got you, man. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think I don't know if I could speak for most Vikings fans here or all Vikings fans, but I do have to admit this season has actually been kind of well, at least when I'm not sitting in a corner having a heart attack every other play, you know, actually been a pretty exciting season so far. And yeah. I definitely like the direction of where uh, KOC and uh, Quasi have the Vikings moving forward here. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this NFL season just in general has been absolutely crazy. Yes. And I, I love it personally, you know, but. The only thing that I'm a little bit concerned of, like I say, well, you know, obviously other than Greg Joseph is our defense, but I just really have no idea where to put this team as far as are we contenders, are we pretenders, you know, because it's like, again, one week we're getting absolutely clotheslined by the Cowboys, and then one week we're beating the Bills, and it's just like, I mean, yeah. and the way this entire season has looked so far, who knows? I mean, you know, yes. every week one, you know, like a case in point, the Eagles are on a two game losing streak themselves, you know, and now they have to win just to keep the one seed. So at any point, I think anyone can get this going here. But yeah, I mean, I just figure I quick chime in and just kind of give my two cents on what I've been thinking about this Viking season here, because pretty much I echo the a lot of the same sentiments as a lot of Vikings fans. There's still a lot of concerns here, but I mean, all in all, Kevin O'Connell, Quazy, you know, for being literally first-time coaches and GMs, yeah. have done what I think a lot of us wanted them to do for a long time and just try something new and do other stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I say, this is either going to – I saw this tweet and stuff like that, and this is either going to – well, the Vikings are either going to win the Super Bowl by like three points or going to get blown out by 40 in the wild card. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yep, exactly. no in between is there? yeah it yeah. is and jake th thanks for coming on jake i would i would say this too because i think it does feel like a lot of vikings fans are having trouble wrapping their heads around okay how do you process this season what do you expect going forward and i think they've already exceeded expectations and that if you just want to go off like what the market said the vegas over-unders right they were like an eight and a half nine maybe a nine and a half well they've blown past that they're going to get their 13th win this season did you really think any of you Vikings fans out there, any of us on this show, did you really think they were going to be Super Bowl contenders immediately with a first-year head coach? Love him or hate him, Kirk Cousins, was an his teams were exactly 500 over the course of like 120 career games. Mm -hmm. A Kirk Cousins team has never been beyond the second round of the playoffs. You know, just in terms of what the expectation at its peak could be for this season, I think they've kind of hit it. And the way I look at it, Anything from here on is kind of gravy. Like, I don't want to see them get smoked at home in the first round of the playoffs, but I don't think they have the same expectations as the Chiefs or the Bills. They're building something here. And even if they get beat in the playoffs first or second round, there's a lot of really good young pieces under contract or about to be under contract for a long time at key positions. You got the best wide receiver in the NFL. You got one of the two or three best left tackles in the NFL. Sounds like Brian O'Neill doesn't have a fully torn Achilles. He's going to come back. He's got four years left on his contract. You've got your tackles. you got your wide receiver weapon. you got a couple of young, interesting pieces on defense that you can still build around. So there's, there's life after this season as well. And I think Kevin O'Connell is a really good, young, bright-minded head coach. So I'm, I'm kind of in the house money mode here. 
Ooh, Starting really? with the Giants this weekend, yes. I'm probably I, because of the win total. I probably have more expectations than that. But you know, the thing is, if you look at, and this is why, as cliched as this is, if you look at once you get in the tournament, right? Who in the tournament? The tournament when when this thing starts next weekend. Who do you look at and say Super Bowl Chiefs? Probably the Bills. After that. I don't think there's anybody from this conference, and I like the Niners. I really do. But I don't think there's anyone in the NFC that you say, Super Bowl champion. Uh Uh-huh. I see that. And that's why simply putting yourself in the the tournament becomes so important because weird things happen there. Weird things happen. Joe Burrow's great, okay? But when the tournament started last year, did I say, I think the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl? I never said that. Um, Now we have to find out about Kirk. I have no idea when the pressure goes up. And clearly, if the Vikings win one game and then uh, two games, the pressure is going to to increase. So there are things that are unknowns completely. But this is the thing about it, because I agree. The Vikings do not strike me as a Super Bowl champion. But I also will say in their conference, there's nobody that I look at and say, oh, man, if you play them, you are dead for sure. Um, It's why the Dallas loss was frustrating, because Dallas ain't that good. But you've seen them dead in the water against two of the teams already. Like, I don't know what gives you. Real quick, can I pause this discussion for a uh, Duke-Shelly revenge game update? Absolutely. We have a Duke-Shelly interception. Duke-Shelly just picked a pass off. His first career interception against the team that cut him earlier this year. How how about the fact that there's a case to be made that Kwesi and his staff's best find so far in their short tenure is Duke-Shelly? Is he also, by the could, Bears. could he also be your slot? Your he's a he's, it's funny he's an unrestricted free agent after the year. I don't think he's going to break the bank because yeah, he, he was literally on the waiver wire. But you definitely bring him back based on what you've seen. Yes, could he be a slot cornerback option? I, you, dude, I can't dismiss him. I thought his name was just funny at first. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> I can't dude, dismiss Shelly him. Shelly Island is closed. I for know business. It's today. closed for the season. Shelly Island is being closed for the remainder of the 2022 NFL season because he's been so good. Don't you dare go near the Duke of Shelly. He also had a great pass breakup on like a 30-yard throw into the end zone, too. I know. Legitimately, he's been one of the best defensive players. He was mad he didn't pick the damn ball. This this is one of the, at that position, this is one of the best finds in recent Vikings history I can recall. It has been. It's uh, and I think the Hawkinson pickup midseason too has helped transform the offense a little bit more. He's been he's been really good. Just one more thought, and then we'll. This game's almost over too, and so um, we can do a reset here in a, in a couple minutes. But I just feel like I know what you're saying. They're going to have 13 wins. They're going to have a top three seed in the NFC. You don't get many opportunities like this. You're not guaranteed to be back in the playoffs next year. And I agree and fully respect that. But I also can't look at this team in the same seriousness as the Chiefs, the Eagles, even the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys have blown the doors off some teams this year, including the Vikings. The Vikings are really like a 10 or 11 win team dressed up as a 13 win team. They play exclusively close games in the games that they win. They walk a razor's edge. That's not the formula that you've really ever seen for a Super Bowl champion. So I can't say that just because they won 13 games, that now it's a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl. I think this has been a successful season, and now they have to figure out whatever they do in the playoffs, how they can bottle some of it long-term, 2023-2024. 
there are definitely some guys on both sides of the ball that play absolutely key roles who are going to be gone soon. And so this is their last chance. I just think that once you get in the playoffs, weird things can transpire. And so I'm not dismissing. I don't dismiss teams. Um, I don't think that the Vikings are a Super Bowl champion contender. But again, I've thought that of some teams and they, they go on runs. And a lot of this is going to depend on one thing. What can Kirk do? Like if Kirk comes out and Kirk is cool, calm and collected and, and O'Connell empowers him and it works and Jefferson goes nuts and Osborne is key. And now you've got two tight ends. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of possibilities here. The one thing that will disappoint me greatly though, is if the playoffs end with them getting blown out, like they did against the Cowboys and Packers. I don't want to see that happen. That would be extremely disappointing because those two games combined are inexcusable. Like, okay, you lose, you lose, but you just got embarrassed. Don't get embarrassed. You're too good to get embarrassed. A uh, two-minute warning of this game. Vikings up 29-13, to 13, and it looks like Ty Chandler has had a handful of carries over the past couple series. Six carries for 20 yards. Kane uh, Wangwu with five carries for 13 yards. So those guys are getting some run here as the third and fourth too. string running backs. Yes. He caught a little screen pass and and, did, and actually looked, o- looked okay. Yep. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Bernard, what's up, man? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yes. We got you, man. What's up, Bernard? All right. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to. I know you talked about it already, uh, but I wanted to talk about the end of half situation a little bit because um, I got a little bit, little bit of a different thought on it. Maybe just, just the thought that came to my head. The first two plays were run plays. Obviously, burning the timeouts, run the clock down. But I also thought maybe it was to basically give Ed Reed, uh, not Ed Reed, uh, Chris Reed, uh, a couple reps with these situations because in the playoffs you might need to have him actually block good there down at, down at the goal line. Maybe that was, would be a little bit of an explanation why you handled it the way you did. Of course, you can't have the check down at the end. and Yeah, that, that really wasn't really good. But just the thought I had, maybe how you could explain that. Then one thought, you wanted to chime in? Or? I would say I like your optimism there, but I don't think KOC was getting that. I, I think KOC gets fixated on making sure that the other team doesn't get the ball back. And that's why he ran the ball twice. And he wasn't optimizing for the best plays to score a touchdown. He was optimizing for plays that could score a touchdown, but would definitely run clock and assure the Bears wouldn't get the ball back. That's that's my two cents. I probably agree with you. I just thought maybe optimism. And, but could, maybe could Chris be. Reed it learned a be. lesson on that second yeah, run maybe. play that he can carry forward. <laughs> um just a little bit. You just talked about maybe put Shelly in the slot. I just read be- just before the game that the Bears put him in the slot, and that way it didn't work out with him. So I don't know if you would like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you don't have, a, Listen, have another wherever, choice. Wherever Duke and Shelley you know, feels comfortable, I build the defense around how he feels comfortable moving forward. Sorry, the, everyone else. The slot's a completely, a completely diff- different position, so I would agree that um, the success that he is ha- having outside – I would not move him. I mean, you can, because that position's basically a hybrid of cornerback, safety, and linebacker, uh, that would be a big ask. I think the fact that you probably, it looks like, have identified a starting outside corner for 2023 should uh, have you absolutely thrilled. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, uh, Bernard, we appreciate um, you coming on. We're, you're one of our favorite uh, overseas Vikings fans, and we'll do it again in the playoffs, all right? I'd see you. All right, stuff, thank man. you, man. By the way, the game is over. The Vikings 29, the Bears 13, and the Vikings finished the season 13-4. and four. It's one of the more successful regular seasons, win total-wise, in Vikings history. They finished with a negative point differential. They were minus three. They were outscored by three points on the season in a 13-4 and four season. First team in NFL history, I believe, to win 13 games and be outscored over the course of the season. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I think it was minus what going into today's game. It was uh, double digits, right? Well, do I the math. It was, it was uh, yeah. they won double by digits. 16. It was nine. Yeah. They must have been 19. Minus okay. Well, 19, you know what? Right? Then you got it down to single digits minus. Those that red number is just one digit. Do the do the math. Wave the flag. Naysayers, hold on a second. Here you go, NFL. Here you go. Your statistics. Your fancy point differential. Screw you, point differential. Three, baby. So now, if David Blau and the Arizona Car- if the Cardinals can rise up and win one for Cliff Kingsbury today right. on the road against the San Francisco 49ers then the Vikings can still get the number two seed in the NFC. Um, we'll get to some more Vikings fans in just a moment here on Vikings Vent Line. Uh, but if you're just joining us after the game, if you're flipping over, we usually start after the game. Welcome in. This is the Purple Daily YouTube channel, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Please click the subscribe button and the like button. I am Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. He's our executive producer, Declan Goff. And Judd, tell the audience, about uh, the official sports bar of the sports dad himself, Judd Zolgan. That would be a park tavern right in my neck of the woods, St. Louis Park, where you can go and uh, catch the games at the bar. Two bars, bowling available. I'm going to tell you right now, no better place to go to watch games or to to have uh, a group get together. And I don't mean a small one. I mean a 30 or 40 people one. That's right. If you've got like your wife's birthday is around the corner, and you're like, I'd like to throw a surprise party, but boy, sports dad, that's a lot of work. You know what, kids? I used to think the same thing, and then I learned Park Tavern will take care of the whole thing. It only takes you making one call to be a complete hero at home, 952-929-6810, or parktavern.net, parktavern.net, 952-929-6810. When you call them, guess what? They take the ball and run with it and plan it out, but if you just want a bite to eat, a surly, or to watch a game, Park Tavern in St. Louis Park is the official headquarters of Sports Dad. Also, uh, another fun new partner for us here on Vikings Ventland and Purple Daily, Popped Corn, which you can oh, find inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Some of the most creative, best popcorn you're going to find in Minnesota. Yeah, they have uh, they have stands at the 100 level, the 300 level, or maybe you just want to go online. What do I got here, boys? I got I got ooh, I got fiery cheddar oh. right here, which is, which is injected oh, all yes. in my veins. Oh uh, boy! Wait, wait. There's oh, but wait. Yeah. There's more. I got sea salt and cracked pepper right here, baby. Oh, if I get the cord out of the way, I all right. A little sea salt, salt cracked pepper. Dude. And the best part is, okay, when I when I check out, get my nice little Vikings tin here. I can fill up my nice popcorn with the Vikings themed tin. There, there's also other tins. There, there's Minnesota State Mankato. There's plenty of other Minnesota themed tins you can go. You can go to popcorn.com too to order this popcorn. And when you check out in the enclosed message, say you heard this. On Purple Daily, it helps out popcorn. It helps us out here at Score North and Purple Daily as well. Go check out Popped Popcorn and show us those popcorn. Show us what you got. I love the dill pickle. It's my favorite. I want to see what you got, too. 
Dude, there is major drama happening right now. So the, if the Texans lose, they get the number one overall pick. I didn't great. see what happened. The, Texas, the Texans scored a touchdown to cut it to 31-30. They're going for two. And they just took the lead. The Texans have taken the lead over the Lovey's Colts out. with Lovey's less than a fired. minute to play. Fire him tomorrow. Fire Lovey tomorrow. <laughs> That's an inexcusable offense. Some people were speculating, would they go for two but take a knee to assure that they're down by one? <laughs> oh, it's glorious. Now the Bears are in line to have the number one overall pick right now, unless the Colts come back. So much drama in Week 18. Let's get back to the vent line here. Who is next on Vikings vent line, Deck? I think we got third time to charm here. Cole. Cole. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um, just want to say, Phil, I'm from Buffalo. So go Bison. Go Bison. Uh, Let's go get I had, it. I had Bauman as my head coach for football. Go Huskies. Thank Cloud. Yeah. Anyway, so Chan and Sullivan down um, in it for injury. So who's going to play slot? Are they, like you said, are they going to put Shelly there? Or are they going to slide Dantzler over there? I mean, I... Yeah, it's a good know. question. Who came in? Uh, who, I wasn't watching the last quarter of the game. Who came in for, if Chandon can't play next week, you put a safety in the slot? You put Metellus in there? I would say either Metellus or do you even put Harris in there, maybe? But, I mean, wow. I don't um, no, you can't. Do you call that. Antoine Winfield, see if he's still in shape. That's a no. That's got to be a cornerback for the most part, and I don't know who is who. I, I they don't do a depth chart like that. So like we, we know who the backup corners are, but we don't know who the backup to Shandon would be. But that's that is nothing to scoff at. That's a big. It's deal. probably Duke Shelley because yeah. they would if 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 Dantzler can come back next week. He was out today, yeah. but you would go Dantzler on the outside. Peterson on the outside, and then Duke Shelley, who just, played some slot in Chicago, maybe doesn't love it, but oh boy, you get well, you gotta do what's best for the team. So, um, and then one other thing, I'm done with Kirk. Just get up, draft a quarterback, just draft and develop him, and do something. I don't know. The, the, the check down wasn't was the last draft for you today. Yeah, I'm just done with Kirk. Just done. I love Cole. Cole's just out. Thirteen <laughs> win season, and you're just can, throwing I, the quarterback he, under he the he bus. Can still lead the Vikings to a couple playoff wins here. You know, I and if he does, good for him. But <laughs> you're still done. <laughs> what if the Vikings I, win a Super Bowl and Kirk Cousins with confetti falling is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy? Are you still done? I'm still not giving him an extension. <laughs> So yeah, I think I I think I let him play out the last year, even if they win a Super Bowl. You have I think really reached your breaking point. I I hate him so much. <laughs> you like that? I, you like that? He's done great things for Minnesota, but we need to move on to get better talent, find the next quarterback, and have KOC develop him. That's where I'm at right now. Anyway, thanks guys, appreciate it. Go Bison! Thanks for thanks for jumping on. Buffalo not- Bison. A little production note for the show. Um, the, the YouTube comments are no longer coming into the StreamYard room, so I can't see what's being said about Cole's take on Kirk Cousins right now. But uh, I, I do love the, uh, the the strong opinionated Cole there re- reaching in about Kirk. I hate him. Was the exact. Let quote. me pull. I think. Let me. Are we still? Are we still we're live? Are yeah, we still, still live, live on YouTube? Yes, I, okay. I did double check that. So we're still <laughs> live. Comments aren't pulling in. Uh, but yes, it's it's it was hilarious. Great call. Um, I would say. Uh... Cole's a little – got to see the playoffs play out here, right? Kirk, yeah. Kirk deserves a chance on a 13-win team that he yeah. helped build here to to do what he does in the playoffs or whatever he's going to do. I don't know that it's fair to say he's done great things for Minnesota or the Vikings. He's done things. He's been the quarterback. They haven't done 
They've won one playoff game in the five years. As a person, perhaps I don't know what he meant by that. Well, he's charitable. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Like, but this is now it kind of starts right. This is he he was signed five years ago to deliver a Super Bowl championship. Mm -hmm. That was the next step. A Mm -hmm. team that went to the NFC Championship game. Okay, quarterback is a weak link. Don't trust Case Keenum long term. Let's go get a guy that has more of a track record. Yep. And they face planted in 2018. They did a little damage in 2019, and then they face-planted again in 20 and 21. Not all of it's Kirk's fault, but as we sit here now, he's got the best wide receiver in the league. His offensive line is going to have the best left tackle, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. A little bit rickety here and there, but you're not. nothing's going to be perfect. Other teams have injuries going in. So if if the defense blows some games, all right, we can live with that. But I want to see the offense put up a fight. That's the one thing I really want to see. Can the offense, led by Kirk Cousins, Put up a fight in the playoffs. If you're going to get beat, go down swinging. Go get beat 34-30. Make it the defense's fault that you lost a playoff game. Don't score three points. Don't score ten points. Right. But a lot of that, Phil, is going to come down to O'Connell as well. Because it's O'Connell who's been the marvelous puppeteer and gotten the most from Kirk. And the question now is, as the pressure increases, can you also continue to do that? Can you have... What will be what will have to be nearly flawless games calling plays? Yeah. I don't know, but but you know the Giants, if you play them, are going to blitz like crazy. Now you can beat that, but it takes a lot. It's hard. But if the Giants are going to pressure you and, and basically assume, rightfully so, that from center to right tackle is a weakness, can you find ways to beat that? So like this is also and and this will continue into 2023 as well. But this is also going to be a very interesting time period for O'Connell and learning and seeing what he learns. And as the pressure increases, can you ignore that and also come back with game plans and ideas that will work for Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Okay. AFC update real quick here. So the Dolphins have defeated the Jets 11 to 6. 11 to 6 is the final. They somehow, they, they want to getting a safety. I don't know what happened at the end of the game. Yes. And uh, with that, they are the final team into the AFC playoff bracket. Patriots done. And uh, Steelers, even though they won their game to go nine and eight, they won six of their last seven. Mike Tomlin, 16 years as a head coach, still has never had a losing season. How about that? And so they are in. Now we turn our attention to the NFC the number two seed still in the grasp for the Vikings. If the Niners lose an unlikely, uh, they're, they're not going to lose at home to the Cardinals, but you never know. We'll see. And then the the Seahawks and the Rams, plus the Lions and the Packers, all to determine um, the last couple of chunks of the NFC playoff bracket. So let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Our guy Ben in Florida. Ben. Hey, Ben. What's up? Oh. Hey, um, okay, guys. So let's talk about the Bears game. That's okay, fine. we're done talking about the Bears game. <laughs> uh, I do want to um, I do want to just say it's serious now. And man, the pressure's all on Cousins. Like O'Connell's going to be here for at least two to three more years. He's got a future here. Kirk Cousins, this is it. This is your last hurrah. Show us. Show us you can do it. Show us that you're the guy to take us to Arizona this year. Show us you're the guy to, to win those playoff games. Show us you're the guy to rise up in the big moments in the postseason against teams that are that are likely going to be better than you. So again, this is all this is I'm I'm my eyes are strictly on number eight. 
Show yeah. us what you can do. Number eight and the defense. Because you know Jefferson's going to show up. You know Darisaw's going to show up. This is, all, this is all on number eight. Does he have what it takes to win? He's shown us in moments this year that he can. But we need him to do it for four games. And yeah. that's all my focus is on right now. Ben, Let's bring on pre- the Giants. Appreciate it, Ben. Ben down in Florida. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of what I said a few minutes ago, too, is I just – is there a chance the defense could just completely crumble in a playoff game? Yeah, we've seen it multiple times. Packers game, Cowboys game. But the I want the offense in there. If the defense crumbles, I want it to be a shootout. That's what I want. Yeah. That's 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 why Kirk Cousins is here. That's why they hired Kevin O'Connell to be an offensive mastermind. That's why they're about to pay Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but the offensive line, but Dalvin, this, that. It's like, just, all right, you got Kevin O'Connell, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Little KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkins. Oh, you have enough. Yeah. You have enough to put up a fight offensively in playoff games. So go make it happen. And if your defense breaks down, okay, you start addressing it the Monday right. after. Well, and on defense, have a damn game plan. Have a da- Ed, your system as you want to play it ideally doesn't work. Okay. So have a bleeping clue. And he should be told by the coach, have a clue. Like that's the thing, too. The fact that O'Connell called him in late in the season and basically said, here's how I would, here's how I would beat your defense. It's too predictable. Change it. I would have liked that conversation to have taken place weeks before. So go in with a game plan. But offensively, this team has the skill positions uh, players to combat things. Mm-hmm. When you've got Jefferson, when you've got Osborne with the way that he's going right now, when you've got Irv Smith, who I don't love, but he's back and he can he can be a threat. Hawkinson is a threat. Thielen, used correctly, can still be a threat. Don't overstretch it, but he can be uh, Cook. And here's the here's one other thing, though, I want to see, and and th- this will be, I'm sure, a topic that we will delve into as we uh, talk about what's probably going to be a game against the Giants. I want to see Alexander Madison more. He has a burst. Okay. In the in Dalvin's prime, when we talked about this, I could always see the yeah, but Dalvin and in at that time, exactly right. But do you see the fresh sort of burst that that guy has right now? I don't see. I see way more of a burst from him and Dalvin. I, I would have sat him today. He might be a guy, but I need somebody who has a little bit of a burst. I'm not saying he's a star. I don't need a star at that position. But Dalvin, the more I watch him now, and I thought that he might. Uh, be a, a healthy inactive today Dalvin the more I watch him there are still some nice plays but there's a lot of okay he's getting old now I, I'm not saying I would bench him I'm saying I would like to see Madison used more as a rotational guy Cook's still the one but Madison is should be more of a true two where right now he's just sort of a deep depth chart guy who gets about a series or two per game yeah I mean Madison here's the reality about Madison and in Maybe maybe there's reasons for this, but uh, the last two years, he is averaging three and a half yards per carry. This year, he's averaging a yard less per carry than Dalvin Cook does. Mm-hmm. So I would say the gra- the erosion of Dalvin Cook doesn't mean that the grass is greener, that, that Alex Madison taking an extra five or ten carries is going to make the running game more explosive. It just might be kind of the reality of the position for the Vikings. But it also could help Cook. Cook, to me, looks like he tires out, and I'm not surprised. So how do you keep him a bit fresher so that as the game progresses on, there's more chance? 
Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's just a I, – I don't think that's a huge that's change. The, this is the fewest attempts per game he's had in five years, though. Mm-hmm. He's only carrying 15 times a game this year. So just a lot of tread on that tire at times. It might be – well, there's – I just think that they have to ride Cook as much as, as much as you can until he's out of here, which might be this offseason. And Alex Madison isn't like – this explosive running back and waiting that we all maybe thought he was a couple years ago. He averages three and a half yards of carry. He's Leroy Horde. See, I'm trying to have difficult conversations for breakfast. Yeah, I'm telling you game. you're wrong. To win a playoff game. <laughs> you're trying to tell me I'm wrong, and I'm saying I want Dalvin Cook as fresh as possible for an entire game. I don't feel like I'm getting that enough. Okay. Mm. He, went from, he went from 22 carries two years ago to 19 to 15 this year. If he ain't mm-hmm. fresh, he ain't fresh. Let's keep yep. it rolling here. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Daniel, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Can man. you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, we got you. Hey, sorry for uh, joining late. I actually wanted to finish watching that for- fourth quarter and actually see us win a game by more than one possession for once. Don't blame you. I had a couple of slips in for the Vikings at uh, over eight and over six points, so I wanted to make sure they actually did it for one time. And I know the Bears, I know, I know the Bears weren't trying, but it was still nice to see. Uh, the uh, Bears, by the way, are the number one overall pick officially. They are officially, oh, wow. the Texans have, have defeated the Colts. The Bears Woo! will find out just how loyal they are to Justin Fields yeah. now that they have the number one pick in a quarterback-rich draft. Interesting. There's hmm. a couple things I wanted to bring up. Um, I'm officially on the Duke Shelley Island. I was a little bit hesitant <laughs> because, I mean, I was just explaining this to my fiance about how crazy it is that we stole him from the Bears practice squad. And now here he is, like, affecting multiple plays every single week in, out. And I'm officially on the Duke Shelley squad. And also, as a previous Kirk doubter, I'd like to, you know, say I'm officially on the Kirk train as well. I don't know what the last guy was talking about. I think we need to, you know, see how this ends, you know, give him his other year and see how this plays out. It See, it might be just a fluke, but I had us at 10 and 7 before the year, and here we are, 13 and 4. And that can't, I mean, it's on Kirk, but. I feel like a lot of that is on KOC as well. Yeah. Daniel, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate your, your thoughts. Judd, how much of the future of Cousins rides on a playoff game? Well, probably quite a bit because if he collapses, and th- this will, of course, all depend on how the game itself looks, but if he collapses un- under the pressure and let's just say the going gets tough and he accidentally lines up under right guard, uh, I think O'Connell's going to look at that and be like, whoa. I mean, this whole year has been, I think, O'Connell trying to get the best from Kirk, and I, I believe a lot of times he's done exactly that. But it's also been exploratory, right? Like, it's you're learning about what this guy can, can do. And there's always, always going to be the temptation in a mind of a guy like KOC is, can I identify quarterback, draft him, develop him, and have him cheap for five years, basically. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So I, I think that this this upcoming playoff game or potential playoff run is extremely important, and probably not just to Kirk, but there's probably a handful of guys whose futures ride on, okay, did, did we go one and done? Did we get blown out and go one and done? Can we yeah. win two games? So um, I think Kirk is at the top of the list of, do we give him an extension uh, or do we bring him back in 23 because he's back and and let him play out that contract? Because somewhere along the way, we think that when we start to pay Jefferson huge bucks, we can find a cheaper quarterback who O'Connell can develop. Because, Phil, as you've said, too, KOC does not go home at night and think, thank God I have Kirk. 
I can't develop a quarterback besides Kirk. He goes home and thinks, oh, look at all this tape I'm I'm watching right now. Look at all these guys. And so, yeah, yeah I think a play, I think the playoffs and how they go is extremely important to to the long-term future of the Vikings quarterback position. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think people are going to have really strong opinions fan base and front office coaching staff based on whatever happens the next couple weeks. If if the offense no shows, if if Kirk puts up a dud at home against the Giants, that's going to have a lasting impression going forward when it comes to like contract extension or offseason, you know, matriculations. Just like if he goes down, well, if they win a Super Bowl, that would be the ultimate. Just you got, you're all set up here to play a home playoff game, thirteen wins, take advantage. But if they don't take advantage, and he goes out guns blazing, and they win a they win a home game against the Giants, they light the sky, and then they go in and they fight on the road in the second round. But the defense just wasn't good enough. But man, Kirk was a gunslinger, and he showed something on the road in a tough spot. That's going to have a lasting impression. So I don't want to put too much emphasis when you're talking about a 10-year sample for a guy who's 34. You don't want to put all of the emphasis on one or two playoff games. But I really do think, based on the circumstances, the one, two, or three playoff games in front of you are going to have a huge, huge impact. Now, if you decide that you don't want to extend him after the season, then you and Kirk are going to have to have an uncomfortable discussion. Okay, do we all just go into the last year, the lame duck year of the contract? Would you like security somewhere else? Would you be open to it? I mean, all these conversations are going to open up depending on what happens in the next couple of weeks here. So yep. Um, if you want, we can, if you have anyone else we can get to, otherwise we can give our final thoughts here, Dex, and put a bow on it until we get to uh, tomorrow's pie chart and hot takes episode. Yeah, call, I think man. We, could, uh, we can put a bow on this. Awesome, man. So, Judd, your final thoughts, 13-4. and four. The Vikings are assured of the three seed. They could maybe get the two seed of San Francisco, you know, uh, slips on itself today. What are your final thoughts here on Ventline? Two things. Um, it's been, for the most part, aside from a couple of defeats that were embarrassing, it's been a surprising season. Um, I never expected 13 wins. It has been a season, and yes, a lot of the wins have, have caused stress and gray hairs. But that being said, if I'd come to you in training camp and said, the Vikings are going to win 13 games, it might be a little hanky at times. You're not going to say, well, then I don't want them to win 13 games. Um, the most important thought, though, is this. I am ready to go. It, it's playoff time now, baby. Like, just today's game, just got to get through it, right? Like, like you got to get through it. It's not pretty. 13th win is nice. But uh, the Bears didn't really want to play, aside from probably some backups trying to get jobs uh, for next season. So I am so excited. This is this is why we do this. It's a playoff week. Yeah, Giants coming up probably. Um, so much to talk about. So much to get through. To and I I think that there will be an air of excitement starting probably tomorrow uh, that we haven't felt in this town regarding the Vikings in a while and. Yeah. I hope that they can win their first game because a playoff run in any sport is so much fun, but I am ready to go. Yeah. What about you, Dex? What are your final thoughts here? Transitioning from regular season to postseason. I, yeah, I'm with Judd that I'm, I'm ready to for some playoff football. Now we haven't watched Vikings playoff football in three plus years now. I mean, this is the first time that we get at actually some Vikings playoff football. We get a little taste of that and 
And if it's the Giants, I think that's still the preferred matchup. But regardless, I'm just excited to preview this game. I'm excited to talk with my guy, Realistic Randy, to talk about that as well. Yeah. Just I'm excited for this week of Purple Daily. We've been doing this new event line, obviously, format for, you know, this is our year three, I guess, and into it for us. And we finally get a playoff game. So I'm, I'm excited to interact with Vikings fans, just basically talk up this week and see what the Vikings can do in the playoffs. Yeah, me too, man. I think uh, I think Judd said it too. This is this is what we get amped up for, just blabbing every day, 365 days a year doing this. This is the first time too since we've taken over Purple Daily a few years back. This is the first time that we've been able to do this on YouTube in this format for a playoff game next week. And it would be fun if it became a second playoff game, a third Dare I say a fourth oh. playoff game for the first time in uh, history going back to the 70s. So this is going to be an awesome week. We uh, we appreciate all of you guys who've helped make this show what it is over the past couple of seasons. And now we wait to see how the rest of the NFC playoff bracket falls, who the Vikings opponent will be officially, and then what day and time they wind up playing. Is there any chance they could get slotted in that Monday night game? I highly doubt it. Probably not, right? That's like a Pat, I, yeah. probably like a Pat Mahomes or a. Yeah, I don't I know so. what they'll do with well, that. He's getting a buy, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I think they'll probably give that to a two seed, I would assume. Yeah, the only, the, the only scary part about it is it's the Giants. So I would never dismiss the New York market. Shitting sure. the primetime game. Yeah. But it certainly does not seem like uh, like a marquee sexy matchup. So I would guess they won't. Yeah. Uh, one other thing here to note, we would love, we've been doing this for the last few weeks. We had uh, a, a group of listeners, the crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily, reach out to us, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago and said, all right, this is this has been a divided fan base, but this season and even the way that Cousins has performed largely late in these games has kind of brought everyone together. So let's go to that next step. Whether you are a Cousins Crusader or a Cousins hater, I think we can all agree that donating to charity is a is a great cause. KirkCousins.org and uh, the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily are just asking that if you have $5, $50, $500, whatever it is, that you go to, that you go to KirkCousins.org and, um, and you donate. And then in the notes section of the donation, you can mark and say, you know, where it's coming from, whatever. Just say the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. And let's continue to flood KirkCousins.org, his charity, with donations. And now we wait and see what happens here. Just like the rest of you, we're probably going to go back to our couches and uh, watch this all play out. But thanks again for hanging out with us. The regular season of Vikings Vent Line is over, and we're pumped to do this again next week. Tomorrow on Purple Daily, it's our hottest Vikings takes. It's our pie chart of praise for a 13-4 and four season. It's Declan and Realistic Randy. It's Before We Die with Jesse and Thor. And then Alex Boone will have a breakdown later on this week as well. Thank you for hanging out with us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. This has been Vikings Line.